Hey everyone and welcome to my first solo episode of Her to Find. I am used to sitting and listening to my guests talk for me, so for me to talk the entire time, this is going to be different. You know, we're shaking things up. I feel like I'm in one of those Judy Bloom novels. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, because <laughs> there's no one to talk to right now. I mean, of course you guys are going to listen to this, but right now I'm literally staring at the wall. So this is going to be different. I'm going to start off by saying something that I said I was going to stop saying, (laughs) and that is thank you. Thank you so much to all of my consistent listeners and even listeners who just pop in here and there to to listen to episodes that really apply to them. I want to say thank you so much, and I appreciate the genuine feedback from all of you, and I am really enjoying getting to know all of you which is awesome. It's so rewarding. And it's, it's really great that we can have a discussion and a dialogue about things that are important to us in our careers. Moving on to a few updates that I have for this podcast. As anyone who is embarking on a creative journey, starting a new business or job, there is going to be change along the way. And it's important to acknowledge and accept change as it's a sign that we're growing. And I am all about that, you know, self-growth, self-love journey. You know, Healing Girl Summer is here, but change also is really scary and really daunting. And I'm doing my very best each day to accept that change is inevitable and change is good. And I started this podcast off with literally zero know-how of the podcasting industry and what I'm realizing is with each episode that I release, each piece of content that I create on Instagram, you know, reaching out to potential guests, I am slowly learning and it's, it's really rewarding and great. But I'm also learning that all of that mixed into my full-time job that I have. I just moved into a new apartment, so I'm trying to settle in there. The world is finally opening up after a year-long pandemic. You know, on top of this podcast, I have so many things and responsibilities to manage. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but I love it. I love it so much. And I'm really grateful that I I have this platform. So with that, I want to ensure I'm producing quality content in each episode. And I'm finding with all the changes outside of the podcast that I'm currently experiencing, I need to decrease the frequency of this podcast so I can ensure that each episode I release is genuine. It's going to be authentic and it will be useful to you guys. So from now on, I'm going to be releasing episodes every other Tuesday, and I know all of the podcasters um, who listen to this or anyone who listens to frequent podcasts, they're all slightly cringing. They're like, bi-weekly? Like, girl, what is you doing? What are you doing? Typically, that's not how podcasts work. I get it. I've made my bed. I've accepted it myself, but I'm one of a kind and quality over quantity, my babies, you know? And it's not set in stone. For right now, that's how it's going to be. And I'm happy with that. And I hope you guys will be happy with that. I hope you will tune in. And I appreciate your understanding. (laughs) The next update is I'm wanting to shift the focus of this podcast. So yes, before you all freak out, like, wow, you're making so many changes. What the heck is this podcast even going to be about now? Is it even going to air? It will. And it will still feature entrepreneurs and businesswomen sharing their real life experiences and defining their ideas of success. But I want to branch out and include professional experts. I started this podcast on a mission to define my own meaning of success. But as I've interviewed these amazing, incredible women, I then started questioning, well, why am I so obsessed or concerned 
with the idea of success. Like, how has the society and culture I've grown up in shaped me to think this way and have such an emphasis on success? So my goal with inviting professional experts is to discuss topics like what is the gender wage gap? Why does imposter syndrome affect women more than men? What do, you know, black women and women of color experience when navigating the workplace that that's different than my experience as a white woman? These experts are going to debunk myths, explain cultural and societal norms, elaborate on career and workplace policies that are affecting women like you and me and are shaping our experience within the workplace and this whole career business industry. I genuinely believe that understanding all of this will further our understanding of ourselves and our environments and help us navigate our careers and passions more intentionally and achieve what we want more efficiently. So I'm excited, I'm motivated, and I'm ready to learn more with you. With all that said, I need your help. What do you want to know? What are you struggling with in your own life that a professional expert might be able to help you out with? Send me a DM on Instagram and that's at her defined podcast. Send me a DM with any sort of recommendations. If you have a specific person you want me to hunt down and ask to be on the, on the podcast, anything that you are interested in learning about. Moving on to another sort of update or something new I want to incorporate into this episode is I've been thinking about the way that this episode is structured and I want to sort of keep it consistent each week. I'm adding in a new brief and thought-provoking segment called Defining Moments. So if I had a guest on this episode, I'd ask them what their defining moment of the week was. But since it's just me, I am going to share my defining moment of the week. I go to my dad's for dinner roughly once a week, and but in the past few weeks, I've been there more frequently because I truly cannot be bothered to make myself dinner. Yes, I'm 26. He just makes such great food, so I've been here more times than I would like to admit. Every time I've been here in the parking lot across from my dad's place, there is this man, and he has taken up the hobby of rollerblading. And when he first started... A few weeks ago when I first saw him, he was, yeah, he wasn't great. (laughs) And I mean, obviously, who am I to judge? I can't rollerblade worth shit. But he was taking, you know, those baby steps with the rollerblades and he was falling a lot. Like it looked really painful. But now I saw him the other day and he is taking strides. If I saw him on the trails, I'd be like, yeah, he's a, he's an experienced rollerblader. He is doing so well. You know, he never gave up. And honestly, when he had his falls, he came back the next week with elbow pads, knee pads, and a helmet. And he was prepared in case he did fall. And he was like, nope, I'm still learning how to do this. And it's really exciting to see this man get better and better each week. It's the progression of him learning this skill. So if you are ever feeling down or you're feeling defeated, or you're feeling like you're never going to achieve your goals, think of this rollerblading man. That's what I've been doing recently. And he has really been inspiring to me. (laughs) You know, he tried something new. He took a risk. He invested the time in for himself to learn this. He fell. He got back up. He came back the next week prepared to fall again with his elbow pads, knee pads, helmet. And he was like, yeah, It's going to happen. I'm going to fall, but I'm going to keep going.
So let's dive into the three career lessons I've learned from some of the female founders I have worked for. For the most part, every job I've had, my boss has been a woman and most of the jobs have been at startups or small businesses. Looking back on all of these strong, really determined and resilient women that I've worked for, there's at least one lesson that I've taken away from each and every one of them. And so I want to share the top three pieces of advice that I have taken away from my career this far. Hopefully my insight and experiences can assist you right now with whatever you're working on or going through. And just a reminder, if you're new here or haven't listened to the episodes where I've gone on about my background or what I currently work in, I have a background in communications and digital marketing and media. Particularly right now, I am in the self-care and beauty industry. One of my first jobs where I felt like, wow, I'm freaking jazzed to wake up and go to work was an intern for the brand, The Vampire's Wife, that's based in the UK. It was such a big girl opportunity for me because I was only 21 at the time and hadn't really done anything crazy except moved away to university. So this was me getting on the plane, going to a completely different continent and living there for a few months and working at this wonderful fashion house uh, with also like zero fashion background. I was taking a fashion minor at the time. And so I was just super excited to be given this opportunity. And if you've never heard of The Vampire's Wife, please do yourself a favor. Go pause this right now and look it up on Instagram. They create luxury dresses that are truly so iconic and beautiful. Photos don't do them justice. The Vampire's Wife was launched by Susie Bick, who is now known as Susie Cave. She's a former model and muse to the great British designers such as Vivian Westwood, Bella Freud, and Philip Tracy. A year prior to me starting, Susie's young son died in a tragic accident, and with this knowledge, I really had no idea what to expect going into this internship. I didn't know if I would ever meet Susie, as I didn't know if she would be taking time away from her business, but on the first day, she was there. She was actually one of the first people to to greet me. And she gave me this big hug, I remember. And she brought me into her office. And she told me how excited she was to have me there and even asked me about my trip over from Canada. We had this lengthy discussion of my duties and what we both wanted and expected from this internship. And in this conversation, she also brought up the loss of her son. And I was really amazed by her her vulnerability and her transparency, first of all, to invite me, a complete stranger, to work for her brand, this new business that she had just launched, let alone discuss really raw, you know, meaningful and deep parts of her life. It was something I had never experienced in the workplace before, but I am so glad that she did and I'm really honored that she trusted me. Susie demonstrated that there is strength in vulnerability. I was always associating at work, especially that vulnerability or showing your emotions was a sign of weakness. And as a naturally emotive person, like many women are, I often struggled with this and always put up these walls of never being my authentic self. 
Susie is a graceful force who reminds me time and time again to hold space not only for yourself, but for others, and that there are going to be times in your life where you, you know, you can't seem to pull yourself out of bed or you can't even imagine facing another day. But if you find that glimmer of passion somewhere deep inside of you, you know, that feeling of why you started in the first place, if you follow that and dig and grasp that you will find a way to persist and keep on keeping on. The next piece of advice I received was working at a boutique gym in Toronto called Area Fitness. This is owned by Connie Cornelius, a certified personal trainer of over 20 years, a yoga teacher with an education in holistic nutrition, and a bodybuilding champion. Connie taught me that no is a complete sentence and that you need to protect your energy. Shocking, I know. I went my whole adolescent and teenage life explaining my way out of saying why I couldn't or didn't want to do something. Sometimes I still struggle with this and I know a lot of other women do too. Saying no is an important boundary because it gives you control of your time and energy. And after we've just been emotionally, mentally, and physically drained from this past year of the pandemic, now is the time that we enforce boundaries and we focus our energy inward. Of course, all of this is much easier said than done. So if you're like me who is still learning to set boundaries, these are some tips that I have been using that have been helping me. Number one, listen to your gut. If you are feeling resistance with a decision or the immediate answer to a question you're being asked isn't yes, take time to reflect and ask yourself, what's making me feel uncomfortable and where do I need to implement this boundary? Because chances are, if you're hesitant, it's because you need to set some sort of boundary in place. Second is talk it out. So when we think of boundaries, we're quickly to withhold or feel uncomfortable in explaining why we're setting that boundary. But communicating where you're at and how you plan to move forward leaves zero discrepancy or room for interpretation between you and anyone involved with setting these boundaries. And of course, you may have those who continue to overstep these boundaries, but if you continue to reiterate it to them, eventually they're going to catch on and understand where you're coming from. The third is turning inwards. So when we take time to reflect, we turn inwards and we truly invest in ourselves, then we are able to support and present ourselves in the best light. As you continue to turn inwards, and you can do this by meditation, staying home to recuperate, making yourself a nice meal, reading, whatever your form of turning inward may be, you'll start to understand the extreme benefits of protecting and feeding your own energy, and you'll see the effects in the work that you're producing and your overall mood and honestly how much you can give back to others. My final and last piece of career advice is from my current boss, Melanie DeBoer. She's the CEO of Hairflare Extensions, a leading hair extension retailer and educator. If you are interested in beauty, you love hair, and you have always wanted to find a safe, non-damaging extension method that can actually promote natural hair growth, search Hairflare and you will not be disappointed. Mel has taught me a lot when it comes to the beauty business and also running a startup. And one of the most valuable pieces of advice that she has given me is that you can never be overprepared, especially in startup culture, because everything's new. 
you really don't have the answers to anything. And it is up to you to navigate that and figure out those answers for yourself. And when I say being overprepared, I don't mean spending countless hours cramming every last detail or piece of information of what you're researching, because that is not conducive to the whole overall process. There's a difference between working hard and working smart. And if you're wanting more on this, listen to last week's episode with Lori Nestori because she goes in more detail on this. You need to use your time efficiently to get the best understanding of the situation or problem that you're facing. You want to make sure all the questions you have or will be asked can be answered and that you have those answers. Of course, with anything, there's always going to be room for error or surprise. But if you carry this mindset and do the work of trying to be a few steps ahead and fully understanding the problem that you're being faced with, there's less room for error or surprise. And also, Google is your best friend, especially when you're starting out fresh, because sometimes you don't really have access to a lot of resources, but Google is still free, thank God. (laughs) And it's honestly going to answer most of the questions that you have. So always start there when researching. The amount of times I've gone to Mel with looking back on it now is a dumb question that could have easily been solved With a simple Google search, you know the limit does not exist with that one. (laughs) That is all she wrote, ladies. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to this entirety. You got to know a little bit more about me. I am slowly coming out of my shell. Of course, I always want my guests to be at the forefront, but it's always good to know who the heck is hosting a podcast you're listening to. Am I right? (laughs) So I'd love to know your most valuable piece of career advice that you live by or that you find most helpful to you whenever you're in time of need. So send me a message on Instagram. That's at her podcast. And we will chat soon in two Tuesdays from now. Bye.